Hey, and welcome to this week's teaching of receiving help as a helpful person, which is so incredibly connected to last week's assignment. So your assignment last week was to describe as a snapshot, as a photograph, as a movie scene, as a sound clip, describe the tangible life you would have if you had easy visibility. If it was easy to just be yourself around authority, around peers, around clients, around audiences, on social media, in person, in networking, describe that ease. What we found in the community and in the community version of this teaching was there are a lot of hesitations, especially when it comes to my clients and the community members that I have. We're helpful people. We want impact. We want to be visible so that we can um, fulfill a bigger ambition. And what was easy for everybody in the community when it came to the replies was talking about the feelings. It'll be easy. It'll feel safe. It'll be engaging. I'll be able to talk to people. Those were what was easy to describe. The difficulties came when they had to describe how much money would you make from those clients? What kind of promotion would you have access to? What kind of opportunities would you have access to? What beliefs do you hold about arriving? And that's where it was a blink. It fogged up because we are helpful people in this community. And if we were helpful people, it would make sense that, hey, I'm not supposed to expect anything back from being understood, from being visible, from being impactful. Here's where we get into the concepts. I have two concepts related to this hesitation of being a helpful person. There are two types of helpful people I see in my clients and in the community. Number one, people pleasers. So people pleasing comes up when you see someone who's in a bind or you see someone who's a bit less competent in a skill you have and you swoop in, you swoop in and solve it. Mm. Let's make a distinction here between swooping in because you're spectacular at your job and you get compensated for swooping. You might get paid loads for being a swooper. That would be amazing. You might have an amazing life and people may support you and reward you for being a swooper. However, what a people pleaser ends up feeling afterwards are several things. So while the people-pleasing happens, it's at the expense of your own needs. And I'll turn it back to me. So I will hurt for the person that I'm trying to please. I will also, after successfully pleasing that person, I will completely disregard delegating that action to anybody else because I can't trust anybody else to do what I just did. I can't trust them to help to the degree of care that I have. And finally, uh, afterwards, there's a resentment when the person who we helped falls back into their old patterns or we end up uh, doing only half as much because we didn't say no to anybody who asked us for help and we don't deliver anything that we were actually promising to, to do. 
That's how you know that you're falling into people pleasing. The class I provide um, is based on Cartman's drama triangle. You can Google that and take a look at it. I highly recommend it. The people pleaser is connected to the rescuer. So the rescuer falls into this zone of temporary relief, of restoring harmony for an individual or a group of people through a temporary form of relief, a form of relief that comes at the expense of their own energy. The second concept is ambition-pleasing. So an ambition pleaser is really interesting, and it usually happens in the workplace. It happens towards authorities, peers, clients. As an ambition pleaser, we all hold a higher standard that nobody else seems to understand. We hold a higher standard where nobody can see what we can see, and so they're not doing things the right way. Our boss doesn't do things the right way. The authorities don't have the right set of values behind their decisions and actions. Peers don't seem to care as much as we do when it comes to our work ethic. All of these things, when it comes to ambition-pleasing, is connected to Cartman's drama triangle of the persecutor, the judger. What it looks like is... I will hurt for the cause. I am willing to hurt myself and hurt anything to do with my energy, my time, my money making, because I am meant to die at the feet of the right way of doing things. Of course, as an ambition pleaser, you can't trust anybody because obviously they don't see the vision you see. They don't go by the rules you go by. And of course, after you trust anybody just a little bit when it comes to your ambitions and the way things are supposed to go, they don't reach it. They don't see it the same way you do. They don't do it the same way you do. So of course, you're going to say, I told you so. And all of this, both people-pleasing and ambition-pleasing, What actually happens, the reality of what happens is we have these lofty ideas, hope to do more than is asked of us, and then end up doing half of it. If we do half of it, then nobody understands how much we struggled. Nobody understands our vision. And if we do it in its entirety, we're exhausted. We burn out. It's not sustainable at all. So why these two ways of showing up as a helpful person? And how can you be aware that it isn't working for you? When it comes to my philosophy of connection and personal branding from within, the most attractive thing a personal brand can be is to have integrity to be a co-creator with the audience, and to be realistic. A base in reality is so awesome because you end up creating uh, output that fits reality. 
That's where your credibility really comes from. Your credibility doesn't come from all your certificates. It comes from, can you get the job done? And the only way to get the job done is to be realistic about your energy in getting the job done. And finally, the last, but definitely not least, form of a healthy personal brand is a human. You're listening to a personal branding podcast not a marketing podcast. You don't have a marketing department behind you. And even if you do, if you are a celebrity or an influencer that has a machine behind you, you know that the most attractive thing about a personal brand is the person. Wild. So for this week, when it comes to all of the ways that your helpfulness can come up into people-pleasing or ambition-pleasing, And you might be really tempted to think, hey, that's not me. I don't fall into that. Let me give you some more examples. Let me tell you about my people-pleasing and my ambition-pleasing. So for me, people-pleasing comes up with clients. I will create a whole teaching program. I will create a whole new tech ecosystem just to benefit someone who's having a hard time with the system that's already in place. When I do it for one person and I don't analyze that it needs to be done for everybody or it needs to be done because it's my business and it's easier for me, that's people pleasing. It comes up in my family when nobody is getting the cake for someone's birthday and I get the cake because someone has to get the cake, that it's people pleasing. When it comes to ambition pleasing, boy, oh boy, do I know this from work and from school. When it came to my research papers, when it came to my projects, when it came to every single facet of my career, I would jump in, listen to the mandate, listen to what the authority was telling me to do, where they said, hey, you just need to do this one little thing, just do this tiny itsy bitsy version. And I would say, that's not how Steve Jobs would do it. That's not how Oprah Winfrey would do it. That's not how Brene Brown would do it. That's not how the international standards would do it. So I'm going to do 180% more than what you asked of me. So I would go out without any guidance, without any um, capability, without prior knowledge of how to do it. And I would go for this lofty, grand version of what they asked for. And I would end up with maybe half of what I wanted and none of what was asked of me. Does that ring true? If it does, join me. I invite you to do this week's assignment. This week's assignment is take a look at when you fall into people-pleasing or ambition-pleasing and be aware, be clear of when you are lying or being secretive about your needs. When you are being secretive and working longer than you said you would work, breaking promises to yourself. Note when you're being selfish, when you're stopping others from uh, contributing to the vision, contributing their own skills, working up their own skills. Note down when you lack a connection to reality. How many times did you think something was going to take an hour, but it took four hours? 
How many times did you think that talking to a person on someone's behalf wouldn't be that strenuous and then you're exhausted for the rest of the day? Finally, take note as, as to when you want to be more of a hero than a human. How many times are you setting yourself up to do something that nobody asked you to do because nobody expects a person to do that? That's it. Just observe. See what magic comes up. And bonus, you can connect it to last week's uh, teaching. Did you stop describing your visibility ease because you weren't expecting anything in return? Was it difficult to think about because you don't expect anybody to actually help you in getting that engagement. You don't expect your dream audience to co-create your relationship. Is that a form of being selfishness where you don't trust them to be your dream audience? You only expect them to be a basic audience. <laughs> so many thoughts.